Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today by providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain. Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Hi there, and good morning. Welcome to Leading Edge Medicine, hour number two. We're here in the studio. My name is Lynette, along with Dr. Samira Umat and Dr. Jerry Mixon, taking your phone calls today. And our phone lines are we are open for you, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And if you call now, we can get your question on very soon. Right now, we are talking with Josette. Josette, where are you calling from? Good morning. Idaho, where it's Idaho. degrees and beautiful sunny skies. Wow, okay. I love it. This morning as I was out on the trail, it was so foggy. I know, it was foggy Ooh. when I was oh, driving yeah. into work. It was like, oh, what is this? Well, yes, yes. It was cold, too. Mm. Yes, but yeah. uh, Josette's yeah. bringing Josette, sunshine. Josette, yes. That's right. You guys have sunshine. Yeah, and I don't miss the fog. Yeah. (laughs) How can we help you today, Josette? What's going on? Okay. I have a member in the family that got a ruptured appendix, was in the hospital for a week, Uh with a drainage tube in all that time, mass inflammation. Mm -hmm. He's been put on, of course, a lot of antibiotics. And um, they didn't remove the appendix because they couldn't even find it. Now, this guy's really overweight. Well, my question is to you, if you're leaving that ruptured appendix in there, is that something that can cause uh, infection later on down the line? I mean, I don't know. Okay. Well, the question is they can't do anything about it right now because he's too sick. Yeah. Wow. Let's, let's, let's visit a I, little bit I, about I appendicitis and ruptured appendices, etc. Um, <clears throat> the appendix... The word appendix actually means the addition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little additional piece of bowel. In uh, our ancestors was probably deeply involved in immune response for killing organisms and stuff from our scavenger ways. You know, we human beings are pretty deficient in both tooth and claw. Mm-hmm. We are not real good at chasing down our, our prey and, you know, killing it with our teeth or our fangs. Um, And so our ancestors, long before refrigeration and preservation, uh, they ate a lot of stuff that was 
would probably kill us. Um, but the appendix was involved in helping protect them. Mm. That appendix now is just a little blind pouch almost. Uh, it's usually a couple of inches long, two, three inches long, sitting down right at the very base of the cecum, right where the small bowel comes in to the large bowel. Um, it is prone to getting stuff caught in it and getting infections. And that's what we refer to as appendicitis. If you rupture the appendix, it means that that in, appendix has gotten infected. It's basically obstructed. It can't drain into the colon. And so it kind of balloons up and blows a big hole in it. Now you've got a hole in your bowel dumping feces from your bowel free into your belly, into your abdominal cavity. And that is a life-threatening situation. Uh, Used to be before aggressive antibiotics and good anesthesia, people died of ruptured appendix on a regular basis. It It was a relatively common cause of death in young people. Um... If he's really fat, that makes the surgery so much more difficult because you don't just put fat on your belly, you put fat in your belly. And the organs, the internal organs that the poor surgeon is working with are sheathed in fat, in grease that just make them slick and hard. You can't see anything and everything you touch wants to bleed. And, and you've got a guy who's got, you know, stool getting dumped into his belly. He's got this sepsis, mm. this raging infection and everything is swollen and discolored. Yeah, <clears throat> I do not envy that surgeon. He had one hell of a job to face. Um, if he can't find the appendix in, in that mess that that's in that belly, yeah, um, you know, his job as the surgeon was to try to find at least the stump, the place on the cecum where the appendix originated, and tie off the defect to over-sew and put two or three layers on that and stop the stuff coming from the bowel into the belly. Okay, so hopefully he did that. Um, if he got that done and if the rest of the appendix has basically been isolated, it will atrophy, wither up, be reabsorbed, scarred down, sealed off. You know, the body, assuming the fellow lives from the infection, mm-hmm. will compensate. And he'll end up with a big wad of scar tissue in there. Uh, well, the doctor said that he couldn't find the appendix when he was in there doing everything that he needed to do. So that doesn't yeah. sound good. No, that doesn't sound good. And I, I would really love to chat with him and find out exactly what he meant by that statement. Um, but two things to always remember when we're getting second and third hand re- medical reports, Okay. What the doctor says and what the patient hears are not always the same thing. And the doctor may be a bit unclear in his communication to start with, which then the patient gets even further amiss. Mm -hmm. And then they refer that to you and you refer that to me. And we're kind of playing a game of telephone here. Um, 
I have had patients sit in my office and tell me, Dr. So-and-so told me this, that, and the other, and I know Dr. So-and-so, mm. and I know he's not an idiot, and I know he wouldn't say that. Mm. But, the patient, <laughs> but, the patient, er, but the patient firmly believes it, mm. because that's what they heard, no matter what the doctor said. Mm. And it sometimes scares me what patients might tell other doctors that I said <laughs> that I would never do. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, we, we got to give each other a little slack in this world and recognize that we human beings are fallible creatures. We are doomed by our mortality to error. Uh, and, and that includes our communications with one another, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when we're sick mm-hmm. and yeah. feel rotten. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we can do is well, hope that, that well, this... Well, if I understand the situation, clearly then <laughs> yeah. it wasn't able to remove it or do this, which you said, yeah. seal it off. Yeah. Then I would imagine he'd keep a close eye on him and have him come in periodically and keep checking his vitals for inflammation and oh, whatnot, yes. I suppose. Yes, yes. Well, and that drain, as long as it's draining, will be left in. Uh, and you may even need to reposition the drain. And you may even need to go back in after things have calmed down a bit with the antibiotics in the drain. I mean, it, it's, not, uh, it's not out of the question that a second procedure might be necessary. Mm. So, you know, we, okay. all we can do is, is you, know, you hope that despite his weight, his underlying immune system is in decent shape and that he's on the appropriate antibiotics and that he takes them faithfully, you know, and that we get him past this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with ruptured appendix, right. there's never a guarantee. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, That's scary. Well, oh, Joe, thank you very much for answering all right. the question. Take care, dear. Bye-bye. You're very welcome, and I miss Joseph. you guys. I, I miss well, not having my lab reviews done up there in Washington, but I do come up once a year, so... Okay. Wonderful. Well, you keep yeah. that up, and you know yeah. you can you can do the video calls with your doctor, so you can right. see their smiling face. Yes. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Oh, well, I will tap it. Dr. Yeah. Yes, Doctor okay. Kazura can can sign on to either an encrypted Zoom or a Teams meeting, and you can see each other and chat and smile and I think it's much better than just a phone visit. There you go. All right. Take care, dear. Bye-bye. Thank you, Josette, for calling. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine. We have room for your phone call and your question as well at 800-465-8770. Right now, headed to beautiful Issaquah, where we have Barbara on the line. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. My situation is that I have lower back pain so that I can't walk or stand for up to 10 minutes without it becoming excruciating pain. Oh, dear. And I've been to several um, orthopedic uh, doctors and um, to, to, to no result other than they've tried shots, etc. Mm-hmm. And I think the situation is that and I hope I've got this right. I had surgery at L5, and I put in a Kevlar U-shaped um, thing to hold the disc open, and they cleaned out a bunch of bones first and stuff like that. After that surgery, I felt fine until I started getting arthritis in the disc above and below. Oh, and a, a yeah. recent um, MRI 
indicated, you know, that those discs are degenerative. Mm, I've been told that the only thing I can do is take Tylenol for the pain, and Tylenol doesn't work for me. Mm. And um, I, oh, and the reason that is, excuse me, that um, I am diabetic and I am at, um, I keep borderline between stage two and stage three kidney disease. Mm. So they don't want me to take anything like a leave. Mm -hmm. So I've heard about um, relief factor and, and I've heard such wonderful things about it. So I asked my endocrinologist and this is what she said. I typically recommend to avoid herbal supplements like this as they have not been well studied for potential side effects, as well as the benefit has not been well established either. It doesn't seem like the options are, it does seem like the options are limited though. Um, All right. You know, and she would favor me going back to the orthopedist, but the orthopedist uh, last said to me that if the, if his lumbar, lumbar, mm. um, shots didn't work he didn't know what what else to do so my question to you is um has there been studies on the relief factor regarding their benefits or their side effects okay yes no and to some extent and let me (laughs) explain that um when i was when i was developing when i was developing relief factor yeah, I did this in response, actually, to a, a chiropractor who was a patient who came to me and said, Jerry, can you come up with something that will help decrease musculoskeletal pain? And he said, you know, if you do, I'll, I'll carry it in my office and I'll use it on my patients because, you know, he, he does lots and lots of back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, yada, yada. Um, so I went in the literature. I found about 20 things that were botanicals that had pretty good evidence that they decreased uh, systemic inflammation and localized inflammation in, in damaged joints. The question was, which which of the 20 to use? I narrowed it down to four things. And the four things were omega-3s, icarin, resveratrol, and uh, uh, turmeric. And all four of those do have good peer-reviewed literature saying that each of them can decrease pain, decrease inflammation, and make people feel better. In fact, some of them, like the resveratrol, were even tried in surgical patients in which they would give them a dose of the resveratrol uh, and then discovered that they needed less than half as much post-operative pain medicine. Mm. Uh, the, the, the anesthesiologists were able to give them less medicine afterwards because the resveratrol decreased the inflammation. Mm. I then had to say, okay, which of these four do I want to use? Uh, because they all work by four different metabolic pathways. So what I finally decided to do was to use them all. Mm. I put all four in there together in the same doses that were found in the studies. 
so that if one didn't work, the next one had a good chance. And if neither of those two worked, the third one might. And if that one didn't work, the fourth one might. So we're approaching the problem by four different directions. And that gives us a much better chance that at least one of those four compounds will give you some relief. Okay. So to answer to your question, have we run studies on those four compounds all mixed together in relief factor? And the answer is no. But each of the each of these the products within Relief Factor have been studied repeatedly with good results. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes. Each individual compound has this particular mixture of the compound. I've never put out a quarter million dollars to run a study. There you go. And how many how many customer how many patients how many people uh, just ballpark do you think about one hundred and forty thousand a month? There you go. That are using it and saying, you know what, this is helping me. And you can add myself to that list That's right. and my ninety one year old mom. But it's not a miracle, and it right. doesn't work for everybody. It's we go back to my thing. Nothing to yeah. tour by human beings is perfect, and that includes the stuff I invent. And um, and also maybe a plug in for Dr. Dan Nelson at this time. Absolutely, yes. I would certainly consider. Yeah seeing him yeah yes. keep listening young lady because i want to make a comment about uh, a referral i'd like you to make but we have to do it right after the break because the yes. music is playing and we got to go okay so barbara you stay right there we'll be back with more leading edge medicine in just a moment stay right there Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1 800 465 8770. That's 800 465 8770. If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. We decided we needed something to make us feel um, younger and healthier. I didn't want to do it by myself. I knew that Larry had to come with me. Since I've uh, become a longevity patient, I just feel wonderful now. You have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. Longevity is a miracle for us. As we stroll along together, holding hands, walking all alone, so in love are we two that we don't know. Medicine. Hi there, 
I'm Lynette Morgan, along with Dr. Jerry Nixon, Dr. Samira Umat, and we were talking to Barbara about Relief Factor and also wanted to give her a referral to our well, wonderful doctor. Two things. I, pro-ortho. You know, I, I commented that it might work, it might mm-hmm. not. It sounds yes. like her, her problem is significant, and this is for milder. So, mm-hmm. But even if it helps... Sure. That's good. That's big, yes. But we'd point out you know, 70% of the people that buy one packet buy more. Well, so, But that means 30% don't. Right. And okay. for 30% of the people, they didn't get any help. Okay. But then the other thing was also that, you know, she's in a bind. She can only use Tylenol. It's not doing it. It's yeah. not helping. Mm. She there's nothing else for her to try. There's nothing else yeah. her orthopedist is able to of. give her. Yeah. And that's why I'd like to have Dan Nelson take a look at her. Yeah. Um, Dan is a pain specialist. He started his career as an anesthesiologist, putting people to sleep. Uh, he then took the f- first pain fellowship that was ever done, I, I don't know if it was USC or UCLA. One uh, of the I don't Cal- remember, Jerry. <laughs> but um, uh, so he's been doing pain medicine for years and years and years yeah. and years. And I know he does a lot of people that have had failed back procedures, that have had surgeries for their back that have not given him relief and that's almost his subspecialty mm. he does that and he does a fair bit of stem cell work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've had him on our show several times yes yeah yeah so i i would love to see what dr nelson says about our situation because he's pretty inventive he might come up with something that would at least give her pain relief right. even if it didn't um solve the underlying physiology right mm-hmm. Yeah, Barbara, it's worth it. Can I give you Dr. Dan Nelson's number? Um, Uh, Robert, I saw him, and he was the one that said he didn't have any other solution. uh, Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. It sounds to me like, you know, as long as your, your nephrologist doesn't think that the ingredients of relief factor would do any harm to your kidneys right? because you do have kidney disease and that, you know, I, I want to make sure that, that your nephrologist okays it from that standpoint. Sure. I'd say if the nephrologist is, is okay with saying it, they don't think it's going to harm you. I'd go ahead and give it a try. And I'd start with, you know, three packets a day. Uh, that's my general rule. Three a day till the pain goes away. Uh, and if you take three a day for two or three weeks and you're not seeing any improvement, then you're probably not going to. Mm. But it's a cheap thing to try. Uh, have you have, uh, you know, I, I read to you what she what she said, which yes. to me implies don't don't take it. But mm-hmm. um, have you heard of anybody having um, increased kidney disease from it? No, I haven't. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Okay. And that's why I would like to have the nephrologist, you know, say, uh, is your concern that we, you know, we don't, we don't think it'll help? Or is your concern that I know this will do something bad to your kidneys? If she can say it's going to hurt your kidneys, then for God's sake, don't take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but well, you don't seem to have a lot of other choices. Yeah. Well, she, she says, um, that's not been studied for potential side effects as well as benefits has not been established either. Yes. But the... the, the, He's saying don't take it. That's right. She... she, Yeah. The the, the nephrologist clearly disagrees. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know we all I think we all get that. But my point is, each of the components have been studied repeatedly, mm-hmm. and they are in the, in the list of things of of yes and. And they are on the list of things that the federal government considers to be innocuous enough to sell over the counter without any restrictions. So that's, you know, that's the good news. The only thing that hasn't been studied is putting the four together. Mm-hmm. And for that, we don't have good data, except yeah. hundreds of thousands of people that take it every day that love it. Yes. I hope that's helpful well, to I you, mean- Barbara. I, I'm inclined to, t- to try to take it and um, watch my kidneys and hope for the best. You know, there are times in life when we don't have all good choices. You know, we have shades of gray. I'm, and I'm, I'm afraid that's where you are. Is yeah. we've, we've got shades of gray. Yeah. You kind of got to pick your gotta favorite shades. Some things. Yeah. 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 Well, I've told, I've, I've told my doctors before. Um, uh, put up and shut up, and of course <laughs> nobody likes to hear that. But that's I think where I am. Yep. But I think I'll try the risk factor and see what happens. Okay, okay well, Barbara. We good wish luck, you the my best. dear. I hope Thank it you. helps. Absolutely, right. we wish you the very best. Bye, bye, dear. Phone lines are open. We're taking your calls, and you can get right in if you call right now. Eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. That's eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. With your question, your concern, maybe some new symptoms or medication that you're not sure of, we'd love to talk with you and see if we can get some answers for you. You know, it's always hard when people are caught in such a bind oh, and yes. Yes. struggle with what is the right. What do yeah. I do? Because, yeah. I mean, clearly she's asking, yeah. tell me what to do. And we're saying, mm. we just don't know. We don't know. Yeah. You know. I mean, this is something she can try. Yeah. But, you know. And our best advocate, Dr. Dan Nelson, is, has already has weighed already, in. Yeah. 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 And if Dan doesn't know, I certainly don't. Right. No. Right. <laughs> so. Oh. All right. Uh, let's go to the island now with the island and Susan on the line for us. Hi there, Susan. Thank you for your patience. Hey, Susan. Yes. Well, thank you for helping the universe get me in to talk to you. Um, <laughs> yes. The universe knows how to reach me to teach me. So right now okay. I'm in this free college and I'm going to, this is my joke. It's not really free. Uh, what I'm, how I'm getting out of it and how I'm paying for it is by my attention. So the radio is a great way. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Susan. Yeah. Um, one of the previous male gentleman callers was talking about a younger person about herpes in the ears. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this connected with uh, someone related to me explaining a situation that she was diagnosed with herpes. The doctor told her this is the worst case. My daughter explained her story. She said, Mom, I haven't done all these things what's going on so it hit my mind okay covid and the vaccines are doing anything and everything to people's bodies so i was forced uh understanding all this real quickly in my mind because i'm affected by the covid i will not inject anything into my body because i was born with a cavernous 
supposedly a benign cavernous hemangioma deep within the left hemisphere of my brain. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know about that until 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So all these different situations are going on. So I just want it known that the younger people, uh, there's ones that are awake, aware, and alert and know what to pay attention to, but others still aren't. So your programs like this is such an open window to help both sides. Well, thank uh, you. So when I see her today, I'm going to explain to her, because her doctor, if you don't mind me sharing, told her this is the worst case I've ever seen. So that doesn't Ooh. make her feel very good. <laughs> no. So my one of my roles and goals, I mean, not reach it. I'm going to be 69 this year. That trying to be a good listener and then just passing the information along because I'm not a doctor. You guys are. And you've spent all the years for studying all this. I don't have the type of style for study in this lifetime, but the next lifetime. So um, I just wanted to be able to get online, share the information, share it with the great doctors, so others that are listening would be able to help spread the word. So one more quick joke. LLC, because I was listening to financial programs today. Uh-huh. Um, life, love, and courage. Ooh, an LLC. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have several LLCs, including <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> longevity medicine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that works. So, life, love, and I courage. The Linwood Clinic in past years, so this has been many, 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 many years. So um, I'm still connected. I'm still going. I'm still growing. And uh, so, yes, I wake up. I make sure I'm awake, particularly in the mornings and specifically on the weekends at this time frame around 6 o'clock because I know when to turn on the radio. I know that I'm going to get satisfaction out of listening to the great teachers. Well, thank so you, ma'am, for, just, for for being a listener for us and for calling in. Yes. But we have got other people waiting, so we got to keep on moving. Absolutely. Thank you very much, ma'am. I do appreciate it. You definitely it. encouraged Bye-bye. us today. Thank you, Susan, for your call. All right, we're going to go to a break, but we have room for you on the phone at 800-465-8770. That number again to get through with your question live on the radio today at Leading Edge Medicine is 800-465-8770. Uh, quick break here and back with Sarah in just a moment. Stay right there. We should talk. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine. 
and has been voted best doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or advanced cataract surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. I think it's uh, visualize your final uh, 10, 20 years of life. You know, what would it be worth to you to uh, feel great all that time and probably live longer? I know you don't really uh, claim that, but have a higher quality of life in your final 10 or 20 years. What would that be worth? Either you have the exact result you want or a good reason not to. So drop the reason. I'm too busy. You're going to absolutely love it. My love must be a kind of blind love. I can't see anyone but you. Welcome back. It's Leading Edge Medicine. You did that really well, Lynette. Shabob, shabob, shabob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lynette. Dr. Samira Umad in the studio. Dr. Jerry Mixon, too. Uh, Dr. Mixon, you had a, a few comments on our last yeah. caller. Well, you know, herpes, uh, herpes simplex is a, is a viral infection. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about herpes in the ear. Yeah. And we don't usually see it in the ear, although it's certainly, it's certainly positive. It's a virus that typically grows in mucous membrane. And, okay. And that's because the mucous membrane is very thin, it's fragile, the virus can penetrate easily. It doesn't usually get into thicker skin. Although I have rarely seen it on fingertips, and that's oh, mostly okay. because somebody either had it uh, on their lips or the vagina, and they were scratching at it, and they okay. you know, inoculated themselves enough that it sure. ended up on their fingertips. Yeah, okay. And, you know... The ear it would be an unusual place, but I, on the other hand, that skin is very, very thin, very fragile, and if you had it on your fingertips and you were digging at your ear mm. and you abrade that thin skin enough to let the virus get in, you could indeed get you know, quite an infection. Okay. And usually with herpes, the first infection is the worst. But it tends to be a recurrent infection. And that's why people who get cold sores, every time they get sunburn, yeah. every time oh, they get trauma, every time they stress. eat an acidy food, yeah. anytime they're under physi- physiological or emotional stress, they get outbreaks. Same thing with the vaginal herpes. Uh, it's trauma, stress, anxiety, and it comes over and over and over. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, so if they got a big infection in their ear and this was their first infection, okay. Doctors need to be careful about what they say in in a patient's exam room, however. The worst case I've ever seen has got to really get somebody, not quite as bad as a doctor taking one look and saying, oh, my God. But, you know, you're there to reassure and to help and to keep things calm. 
True, <laughs> true, but yeah, true. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, we're going to head to the phones in just a moment. We've got some more callers, but you know, Dr. Umat, we yeah, had um, along that same line, you know, uh, we we were at a, a, a talk this week, uh, some of the doctors from the clinic, um, and uh, the speaker was an oncologist, hmm. and she was talking about the cancer screening test uh, for um, early detection yeah, for, the, the for cancer. Test. Oh, that we're doing. But, you know, Next she week. said what what you just said. She said, whenever I see a new patient, I always start by saying, I'm so sorry you're here to see me. She's an oncologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, you know, it immediately tells you she's not only sympathetic, she's caring. And she's saying, Aww. hey, I'm sorry this happened to you. Let's see what I can do to help you fix it today. Yes. Um, but it was a very nice talk. It was actually one of the best that I have attended through um, this um, uh, for this topic, which is early detection of cancer. And the gallery test is a brand new test. It was um, first available in 2021, and we started carrying it last year. Um, it took us a few weeks to kind of implement the systems, and so we've been offering it to longevity patients for a while now. All longevity patients can come in and have it drawn. They can ask their doctors, or the doctors can bring it up during a conversation. It's a screening test, and what we do is draw your blood. It's to detect early 50 different types of cancers early. And the point being that if you pick it up early, you can do something to help the patient, and then, you know, the conversation with the oncologist is not, okay, how can I make you comfortable? It's how can I cure you? Right. Um, and that is the big difference. So early detection of any cancer is very important. And we have never done this before, but for the first time this year on January 28th, mm-hmm. which is next Saturday morning, Longevity will be offering this test to any listener who's not a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do do is we'll you can come in. The, there's a cost to the test. It's $1,250 to take the test. And we will draw the blood for you um, and you will fill out a health questionnaire and our doctors will call you back and let you know whether you have a positive or a negative test result and what that means. And it is an opportunity for you to then ask questions about what longevity offers and what we can do in case there is something we can help you with. We would love for you to come alongside of us and give us the opportunity to take care of you. So for the first time ever, longevity will offer a blood draw in our clinic in Kirkland from 9 to 12 for anybody over 50 who is wondering whether they have a cancer or not are keen to know if there's an early test to detect it. It is a blood test and it's just a quick 10-15 minute visit. It, takes, it checks for 50 different cancers. Wow, 50, 50, 50 different cancers it'll screen for, which is really, really remarkable. I mean, there's no other test out there that'll do that. No. Currently, we draw blood one uh, for one cancer screening at a time, yep. uh, like prostate cancer and then for other screenings, we do um, imaging, see, uh, like the mammograms yeah. and MRIs or colonoscopies and so on and so forth. So there is no real blood test to detect cancer early. Except this one. Except this oh. one and 50 different cancers. What they do uh, is they're looking for genetic markers that are in the bloodstream. And then they then, based on the result, they predict whether you have a likelihood of having a certain type of cancer. Um, very very, very new technology, very innovative technology, yep. mm-hmm. and a very important screen. And now, the first time I heard $1,250, I yeah. kind of cringed yeah. until I realized that's only $25 yes. 
$25 per cancer. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and to, <laughs> you know. for peace of mind. And insurances yeah. are not covering that, but no, we are no. doing this for They're you. They're not covering it now. Mm-hmm. You know, a year, another, who knows, two, five years, uh, they'll probably be covering it. But, you know, if, if you don't want to wait five years. Right, right. And <laughs> I don't. I mean, no. I mean, especially for people who are worried, have a family history, or have personally had a cancer in the past, yeah. then, and you want to know today, where are you? Um, then yes, this is the test for you. Absolutely, and we still have some slots available. We for have next a few, week. Mm-hmm. But, but let me let me elaborate on that a bit. We brought in a phlebotomist, one person who to draw blood, and we filled that person's slot up. Yes. So we brought in a second phlebotomist, yes. and we pretty well filled that one up. <laughs> we can squeeze in five more people. That's it. Okay. That's it. That's it. We we don't even have room to bring in more phlebotomists. So we've got five slots that we can still fill, and that'll 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 fill it up. Um, we're getting questions down in Tacoma because this blood draw is only up in Kirkland Clinic right now. Um, we we know that we are getting some interest. People calling saying, "When are you going to do it in Tacoma?" I'll give you. Uh, an assurance we will do it in Tacoma. I'm not sure when yet. Probably within the next month or six weeks would be my guess. Okay. Um, but right now, if you're down in that Tacoma, Gig Harbor sort of area, um, go ahead and call. Mm-hmm. Give us your connected. Something just happened. Yes. We now have an echo. There we go. The yes, tie line echo. That's yes. Right. Give us a call and let us know if you are interested yeah. in uh, going to Tacoma eventually, and That's we right. will contact you. Yeah, we'll put you on the list. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we have a firm date, we'll call you back and get your first dibs. Yes. And the number to call if you're going, okay, I want to be one of those five, uh, call right now at our Kirkland Clinic. Uh, that number is 866 866- 86 Young. That's 866 86 Young. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a phone call if we can get rid of the echo. We still have the echo. Uh, we're going to go to Whidbey Island and talk with Ron. Hi, Ron. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Ron. Okay, you had a question for us. We are dealing with an echo, so. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Okay. So, welcome to the show. We got. We are fine. Yes. Tell us what you need. Okay, I'm uh, 84 years old, uh, five five foot eight, and I feel I'm uh, maybe 20 pounds overweight, away around 180 pounds. Uh Back in the 90s, I had a heart attack. I do have a stint. Uh, They've checked it, and everything seems to be okay there. Good. Um, uh, My um, question is, with this heart condition, I had the um, uh, first two shots of Pfizer for the COVID. Mm -hmm. And my question is, should I follow up with the following shots? Or is, is, is my heart in danger because I hear about all this heart stuff going on. Has he had COVID? Um, Have you had COVID? No, sir? I've never had COVID. Right. No, okay. haven't. no. And it's not that he's aware of. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 You know, no. And part part of the problem with this current version of COVID is that in some people it's so mild they don't know they've had it. Exactly. You know, I caught it, 
but the only way I knew I had it was I had a slight runny nose. Mm. Uh, that was my disease. Yeah, and, I've uh, had that. And... Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I was on a. I mean, you know. I, I mean, I've had two vaccines, and I took the first booster, and then in April I was on a road trip with my family, and I got a runny nose, and I thought, well. Maybe I'm getting early COVID. Maybe this, I better check it. So I stopped at a drugstore and I got a COVID test kit and it was instantly positive. And I looked at the kit and said, well, this hmm. damn thing was made in China. I don't trust it. So I, I went to the drug, I, I went to a different drugstore and bought a different kit. This one made sure it was made in America. It was also instantly positive. So I said, rats. Uh, <laughs> I've now had two tests from two different kits from two different countries and they're both positive. I guess I got it. Um, but I didn't get sick. My entire illness was three days of a runny nose. Okay. So it didn't slow him down. No, not at all. <laughs> and the fascinating thing is, you know, I was on a car trip with my wife and daughter. We're in this enclosed place, drive, you know, breathing the same air in a enclosed car for a week and neither of them ever turned positive. <laughs> so okay. I, I must not have been shedding much virus. That's right. And their yeah. immune systems are robust. That's right. So, you know, I, I don't know for sure. None of us know for sure if we've been right. infected in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yep. just because this, this Omicron can be so mild. Here's where the, I am with the vaccine. Um, right now. The even though Mr. Biden has extended the emergency again, oh uh, nationally, deaths and hospitalizations are very, very low. It's not like it was a year ago. Last winter, this time, we had 10 times as many people hospitalized. It's a very, very modest bump. It is almost all either very obese people or people with suppressed immune systems like cancer victims and so on, or the very elderly. Mm. Okay. Now you're a bit older than me. I'm 75. I am not taking that bivalent vaccine unless I see evidence that a more potent version, a more deadly version of the virus is coming around again. Mm. But the one we've got now is so darn mild, and I'm lean, I'm relatively healthy. My age is the only thing that puts me in a risk group, and I have serious doubts that I would have major problems if I were to catch it at this point. Now, if a different variant comes out that is killing folks in my age group off, I'll go get the vaccine. Mm. But right now, I think the, the risks, the potential risks from the vaccines are higher than my risk from the virus. So personally, I'm making the decision that my two, my two, right. vaccina my two vaccinations and my booster is all I'm going to mess with for the moment. I'm just going to watch what's happening with the virus. Mm -hmm. How does that sound, thank you, Ron? Thank you. All yeah, right. that sounds good. That uh, that uh, is good advice. Uh, I think I'm going to follow the kind of in that line. Thank All you. Right. Very good. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for your call, Ron. Take care. And thank All right. You. Bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. We have time enough for maybe two more calls. 800-465-8770 is the number to call. That's 800-465-8770 to be part of our Leading Edge Medicine program today. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Lois next. Thank you. 
If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. We'd just like to encourage your audience that hasn't to take a look at it. I honestly, you say 10 to 15 years on your advertisements. I think I feel better than I felt 30 years ago. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. My name is Lynette. Uh, smiling big because the doctors always uh, lots of energy here and smiling. And, uh, you know, they love the show and we love it when you call in and are part of Leading Edge Medicine. Every Saturday morning we are here live in the studio with doctors, uh, Dr. Jerry Mixon, Dr. Samira Umat. Well, Jerry has a way of making it interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, what you need to tell your French uh, neighbors, Dr. Mixon, is that they are not going to the right places. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You, uh, I asked him how his uh, luncheon was with new neighbors from yeah. France last weekend. Yeah, we had some, some new friends that we had just met, mm-hmm. uh, a couple from France. Yes. And uh, very thick French accents, so it's, we have to listen carefully to understand oh. one another. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... Um, we were talking about, you know, newly in America, what do you think of the country? What are your pluses and minuses? And her big upset was that nobody kisses. You said, you know, in, in France, if you go to a dinner party, you meet new people, you, you kiss them on the cheek and everybody Aww. is exchanging kisses. And she said, the question isn't, you're not shaking hands, you're not waving or bumping elbows. You, you kiss. No high five. And, and the question yeah. is, are, is it two kisses or four kisses is the question. Oh, How many is enough kisses? Yeah. Well, I, I think the <laughs> place enough. I was last night, you know, there were no inhibitions and the woman. <laughs> anyway. I got more hugs from staff last night. That's right. Aww. No. And also, and also, you know, the after party. But <laughs> yes, I didn't but, go to the after party. I went home. I, I went to the after party. But uh, but yeah, there were no inhibitions. 
at the after party where I went. Whether you knew people or not, there were lots of kisses going okay. around. Oh. <laughs> right. So here's the question. Did you kiss your new neighbors as they left your home? Uh, we gave them the little cheek kisses. Okay, very good. All right. And so, yeah, and so Bandine is going off today with... She's introducing her to all of her Chinese friends. So this will be a French, Chinese, American immersion, immersion experience. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That'll so right fun. after the show, I rush off to my daughter's fencing tournament. <gasps> my little fun. 10-year-old is is fencing. And, you know, I got my old equipment. I got my some new equipment. I, I fenced in college. Oh, wow. And so so I've been working with her at home, giving her piano lessons in the morning and fencing lessons in the mid-afternoon. Um I want to see you do strike a pose, Dr. Strike Nixon. a pose? Yeah, strike a, one of those fencing, fencing poses. Oh, very nice. I <laughs> wish you could see that. Everybody wants to see that I now. know. We might have to That's take right. a picture right. of him with his fencing so, gear. But yes, and... Uh, so she's fencing, and then since my wife is going to be off with her new French and Chinese cohorts as a as a ladies' afternoon and evening out, they're going out for the afternoon and dinner tonight. Yeah, I do a daddy daughter oh, afternoon those are the and best. evening. That's right. So cool. I'll be taking her out to lunch. We'll probably go to the gym together, do a little workout, oh, know, that sort of thing. Very nice, very good. All right. Well, we have another caller here in uh, West Seattle. Lois is on the line. Welcome, Lois. Hello, Lois. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm hoping that lady with the back problem is still listening. I uh, have the exact same problem that she has, and I've been Mm -hmm. suffering for almost 20 years. And I've had two major uh, spinal fusions, and uh, and I've been on... um, um, oxycodone for years. Oh dear! It's the okay. five milligrams is the lowest, but uh, that's the only thing that uh, gives me any kind of relief. But it doesn't last long. But the thing is that uh, uh, as to reason why uh, they made that that medication is specifically for older people. I'm eighty years old. Mm-hmm. For uh, older people who's dealing with major pain, chronic pain, and that's what they made it for. And I know that lately everybody's been um, down in it, but it it is the only thing that the doctors can can do to help me. And mm-hmm. I've been through the shots, and and I've uh, seen Doctor Nelson several times. He was going to do a procedure called. Vertical or, or, um, vertiflex. Vertiflex, yeah. And then, um, but insurance, Medicare didn't cover it. Mm-hmm. So it would just be too much money out of my, you know, I couldn't afford it. Yes. So, um, and then um, they, they, um, they took it away. They, they wouldn't, uh, they made him stop doing that. So mm-hmm. that was another problem. But anyway, um, I'm in pain management, and uh, the doctor told me that uh, the I got five um, uh, five um, clamps in my in my back, okay. and and uh, he said that even now they cannot even give me a shot because of the. Um, the, the growth 
that has mm. occurred around the the uh, the pins. And he says that most of my pain is coming from the, the pins, and there's nothing they can do. But anyway, I just wanted her to talk to her doctor about getting on um, a low yeah. dose of opiate. Um, yeah, the oxycodone. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about oxycodone for just a minute, okay? Uh, oxycodone mm-hmm. is a, a narcotic, and hence it is addictive. But it gives good pain relief for many people. Um, yes, it does. Yeah, and you know, the big fear, of course, is that you'll somehow get addicted to the drug. Uh, but quite frankly, I just listening to your voice and knowing you're in your 80s and that you have chronic pain and you have difficulty getting around, I don't think you're going to be knocking over convenience stores to get your oxycodone. You know, so (laughs) so even if you got addicted, I don't give a damn. I mean, the idea is keep you out of pain. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes. You know, there's a big difference in you and the the 20 year old on the street who's taking it to get high. Yes. Um, Exactly. And so, yes, Mm -hmm. uh, there there comes a point in life. There comes a point in situation where your choices are not simple. Yes and no. Uh, your choices are what other choices do I have? And you take the best choice available to you. And yes, there is risk of addiction. But once more, if you had to take an extra two pills a day, the world would not end and uh, society would survive. You would be no threat to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. And you'd be out of pain and enjoying a bit of life. Yes. I mean, like while. anything else, right, well, Jerry? Yes. It's uh, using w- the analogy where it, benefit versus risk. Mm-hmm. What is the yes. benefit to this yeah. patient versus the risk to this patient? And and when you measure that well, carefully. My situation is so yeah. bad that I yeah. can't even stand up and do dishes or, or fix a meal without Excruciating uh, and pain. that's what Barbara I, mentioned I'm earlier. Wearing a bad yeah. grace and and, um, and the fact is, I don't have family. I have no one to help me. I got to get sure. to the grocery store, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and I got to get to the pharmacy. So you do. I don't care about the addiction part. I'm eighty, precisely going on eighty-one years old. Yes. You're using know, it for so, what it was meant. Yes, used for. And so, in exactly. your situation. And in the other lady's yeah. situation, you're right. It's probably a perfectly reasonable intervention. Yeah. And, you know, the only thing that would prevent a doctor from writing it for you is they're afraid of the board. Yeah. Mm. They're afraid of well, putting their license in jeopardy. Yeah. And, and that yeah. isn't, yeah, that, and that's sad because a doctor should be free to do what that the patient sad. needs. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. My right. doctor who writes this prescription for me complains about that all the time. He's scared to death that they're going to come down on him. Yeah. Let me tell you you a little story. Back in my country doctor Mm -hmm. days, I had a, a elderly patient. She was 85, 87 years old. Her diffuse arthritis was so severe, she was wheelchair bound Mm -hmm. and she was totally miserable. Mm -hmm. And I sent her over to a friend of mine, an internist who did a lot of pain work and he put her on narcotics Mm -hmm. and she got comfortable enough that she actually had some joy in her life for the first time in years. And so months went by and she was using her medication and she had a dramatic improvement in her quality of life. 
and somebody complained uh, and the board took a look at and her chart was one that they looked at oh, okay. and he got sanctioned and got in trouble oh, and almost lost his license yeah. and put in hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal oh. fees because he used a narcotic to help a An old crippled lady have be out of pain, and you know, thank God it was him who wrote the prescriptions instead of me. Mm. But the reality is, yeah, doctors are afraid because the board doesn't have to be right. The government need to do something about that. That's right. They They have power. Yeah, yeah, they have power. Yes, they can have rules that uh, they can't write for young people. Maybe. You know, I mean, but uh, even sometimes young people need it. Yeah. That's right. But well, my, yeah, I, 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 I take oh, the I and take, look at the time, Doctor Mixon. We've got thirty seconds left of the show. I take the opposite of point. I say, oh. get the government out of it and let yes. the doctor make the decision. Mm-hmm. There you go. Vote for exactly. the doctor, Lois. Thank I'm you for your you. call. Thank yeah. you so much, okay, and Barbara. I hope. Yeah, I hope Barbara was listening and got some information. That's our show for today. We are back live in the studio next week. If you are wanting to sign up for that gallery test for uh, screening the cancers, you may call our number today. We only had five slots left. 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. You have a great rest of your weekend. We'll be back next week.